Kia and welcome to the Destinate NZ Show. I'm Michelle Caldwell and today we're celebrating Matariki. Well, yes, listeners, you heard that right. And I know we are a week early, but what we wanted to do today is talk about Matariki, the significance of it, and how you as tourism operators might like to get involved. So the Matariki star cluster appears in the east in the month of Pipari, June, July, before the sun rises, marking the start of the Māori New Year. This is the coldest time of the year, and pipiri means to draw close due to the cool temperature. It's a time where people, whānau and communities gather together to remember the year that has passed, to celebrate the present and to plan for the next year. It is a time to reflect on our loved ones who are no longer with us, to feast and to celebrate with our relatives and friends and to look forward to the future and hope of a season full of bounty. Now, I don't know about you, but that just sounds like a fabulous way to sit in the middle of the year and reflect on where you're currently at. And there's been so much happening over the last couple of years with COVID, and we've been through so many iterations of business plans and marketing plans of who we're targeting, who we're able to target because the borders have been closed. So now that we have a little bit of light at the end of our tunnel in that respect, I think it's really great if we can use Matariki as our opportunity to really reflect and plan for the future. So I'd love to know what you're planning to do either in your business or celebrating with your whānau. So drop me a line and let me know. And I'd love to share the best of them. Even better, send me some pictures. Today we are joined by Kaylee Spirith from Time Unlimited. Now Kaylee joined us last year as part of our New Zealand Tourism Awards special program and she took out the Tourism Industry Champion Awards. So she's a great person to have back on the show and she's got some exciting stuff going on in her business around Matariki but obviously can talk about the significance of this holiday for her as well but I went on to the Tapapa site to have a look for some ideas on how to celebrate and here's what they came up with enjoy a midwinter feast with friends and whanau light a candle write down your hopes dreams and aspirations for the year ahead go outside and look up at the stars can you see Matariki play games and tell stories, or organize a neighborhood ritual. So as you can see, there's many ways that we can celebrate this new holiday that we have. And I want to hear from you how you're going to do it. Also, use the opportunity for your business to just have a look at where you're at. What goals did you set at the start of the year and how are you tracking on those? But now I'm going to leave you in the hands of Kaylee and my chat and hopefully you'll enjoy it as much as I did and enjoy Matariki next week. We will be back with another episode. Next week we're going overseas once again. We're heading to Singapore so some of you may guess our special guest but if not you'll just have to tune in next Wednesday and find out who it is. And yes Chambers will be back next week as well. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Kakite. Matariki is the Maori name for the cluster of stars that rises in midwinter and for many Maori heralds the start of the new year. 
For the first time in Aotearoa, it will be officially celebrated as a public holiday on the 24th of June, so next week. It's an opportunity for all people of Aotearoa to come together and reflect on the year that has passed, celebrate the present and plan for the future. Now, we've wanted to discuss this significant event on the show, and we've invited back Kaylee Spirith, who you may remember featured in our New Zealand Tourism Awards special last year, where she took out the Tourism Industry Champion Award. So kia ora, Kayleigh, and welcome back to the show. Kia ora, Michelle. Yes, I'm looking forward to Matariki, our, our new year, our Māori New Year. So thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's great to see you. And so... Matariki is obviously a, a relatively new celebration for me, having not grown up in New Zealand. But is it true that different iwi celebrate Matariki in, in different ways, or is it pretty consistent across the country? Um, yes, yeah, so everybody has um, different times that they celebrate it, whether it's the rising of, of the actual star constellation, whether it's just the appearance of it. So the Matariki calendar is very much like the Chinese calendar. It's a lunar right. cycle yep. and will appear at different times of the year on that actual calendar year. So it's not, although the holiday is going to be, I think, fixed on the last Friday of the month and those mm -hmm. dates have been extrapolated out for the next few years, the actual Matariki period will right. evolve as that the Maramataka or the Māori calendar comes around each year. Oh, cool. Okay. And can you talk us through the significance of Matariki to you personally? Mm. So we didn't used to think it was much because we grew up on our papakainga up north, just north mm -hmm. of Whangarei, yep. little place called Whakapara, and we used to have a large gardens. When my husband wanted to do gardens over COVID, I remembered our couple of acres of gardens. When you <laughs> grow up with it, you don't really want to get back into the whole flow. But yeah. Nail's idea was uh, to go vertical with our gardens in the city. But we used to actually do harvesting, obviously, pre-winter. We used to actually, my grandfather had a maramataka, which just looked like an old scrappy diary to us. Mm -hmm. And you don't think about it when you're just living in a, in a rural community like that but that's yeah. just him growing up with that so and now that we have official holidays and people talk about it more I think back to gosh we were doing that already so he mm. was just brought up in those old ways and continued and he kept those charts or those maramatakas so I don't know where they are but mum used to say they were around and and no one was to touch them so that's yeah. sort of my experience growing up not knowing the significance other than it was a way of life yep but it's quite exciting now that we have something quite bespoke because many of our holidays we have in New Zealand and even Australia are based on our British mm. ancestry of the Guy Fawkes and stuff. And half of yeah. us don't even know really what they're about. That's right. Other than yeah. we get a day off. Just you know, a people, day off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And also for me, the Matariki one is yet another time to spend with our family. Some may say that we have too many long weekends, but I think COVID has shown us well-being is really important. Mm. And part of that well-being is not just physical, it's actually the relationship stuff, spending time with family and friends. So nice that we can do something really positive together. And if it's about stargazing, all the better. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So you've talked a little bit about growing up. If mm. you look ahead to next week, how will you and your whanau be 
celebrating and, and acknowledging Matariki next week. Yes, so we always do lots of things anyway because still having a, a child at school. So mm -hmm. she's part of the kapahaka. I've just got the notice 6 a.m. start, which yeah. means we've got to be up early. Luckily, we live five minutes from the school. <laughs> but there's many things, events now that we can see coming through where what's lovely too is it's not just about one day. It's about a whole process of leading up to it during that long weekend and post so it, it goes for a good couple of weeks and it's yeah. great it's all about food getting together entertainment so it's going to be a great that's a matariki breakfast mm -hmm. but we in our business so those of us who are in tourism hospitality transport hopefully we're all getting busy with opportunities to be involved with all the matariki activations that are happening mm -hmm. and we've certainly got one coming up on that particular day with Sculpturium in Matakana. So oh, cool. we're really excited about that on that day. But either side of it, we've got lots of other activations that are happening too with the spirit of the new year, the fact that it is the Māori New Year, but it also is thinking about the significance of that calendar. Māori used to use it for fishing and planting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's a couple of whānau up in the far north that actually try to live by the maramataka, some schools okay. that could have that are actually doing that, but it's not yet widespread. I think over the coming years, we're going to see more and more mm. of people understanding they can actually live more by the moon phases. Mm -hmm. If you really study it a little bit, I've done a little bit already in the last few years, is you'll wonder why you're not feeling great or if you're feeling really hyper if you look at what the moon's doing, it actually does affect the way we act and feel and oh, relate to each other. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you often see um, people commenting when it's a full moon that they haven't slept very well and things like that, isn't it? So that's, yeah. I think the lunar and the lunatic is quite a... <laughs> <laughs> quite I've never thought about it that way. <laughs> but you know there's times when I've someone said, oh, the moon is this, and you're like, yes, I'm really in high spirits mm. and feeling really good. And other days when it says don't sign contracts, don't do important business things on these low moon days. So it's like, yes, there's something to be said for it. Interesting. That's very interesting. So you mentioned a little bit about what your business is doing, but tell us, I know you've been really involved in Matariki and you've got some activations happening up in Auckland that people can get involved in. Give us a bit of a flavour of the sorts of things that you're doing up there that, that people can join in on. Yeah, well, this is um, part of what we, we're doing, one in each of the areas of Auckland. So our North Auckland activation is on the 24th. So mm -hmm. the during the day between 10 and 4 at Sculpturium, we're doing, you go and see their amazing sculpture and galleries, but we're infusing it with um, other artists, um, does what we call the designers and creators. So okay. weavers, Māori mindfulness, where you'll walk around the galleries and at the same time, maybe we've got uh, Kathy doing some breathing exercises mm -hmm. and having people just understand the Zen gardens and that from a Māori perspective. Yeah. In the evening, we've got a degustation dinner with the Māori entertainers with Tommy Stowers and Chrissy Knapp yeah. and Dwayne Evans-Witchman from Oyster Creatives. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a fun night again of infusing what we all know what degustation dinners are, long, yeah. <laughs> great food, not a lot of food, but great food. But we yeah. wanted to actually infuse it with great music and mm. there'll be centrepieces and storytelling throughout the evening. Wow, that sounds fabulous. Yeah, our Southern Initiative, our activation over there on the 30th of June and 1st of July will be 
a South Tech Innovate. So it's Rangatahi up to 3,000. We've got funding to cover 3,000, and that's doing all things and everything. So wow. hoping to confirm like the Weta, teaching kids how they can get into um, special effects. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Nano Girl and others will will actually be available at that um, activation to actually expose Rangatahi would who not normally get to do those sort of things. So that's mm. our South Auckland activation. In the West, we have a cool, it's like a bit like a silent disco, but it's called Active Whakapapa, where you're actually in a number of parks in West Auckland yeah. and the local iwi, Te Kauraua Make, the Tepo Theatre and Papaya Stories are basically running a guided walk mm-hmm. that allows people to understand the story, the history, the cultural aspects of those parks. So at Te Aratu and at Henderson are our first two. So that's quite a bit of healthy, with healthy Waitakere, sort of getting people outdoors and loving where they live. Yeah. They won a national placemaking for this, so mm-hmm. they've just not had the funds till now, and this should be actually evolving into a tourism product, oh, which is why we're the, we're the link there to make sure that we're offering a lot more than what we have been up till now. Yeah. And as you know, making them more trade-ready yes. would be the good way to say. So a lot yeah. of things happen at community level, but they're not quite there when the tourists turn up and it's like, what time are you leaving? Yeah. What are your health and safety? What are your COVID? All those things. Yeah, all of those things, yeah. Put them into what we call the trade ready. And our final one out east is although Matakana and Waiheke are beautiful and they get a lot of exposure, we've helped East Auckland Tourism Mm -hmm. to actually come up with a number of activations to get other Aucklanders understanding in East Auckland there's lots to do. Mm. So the Warbirds, the um, uh, Earlies Garden, yep. which is a private international garden. So it's actually all of these activations are free. Mm-hmm. It's just people need to sign up um, to register for the dates. Wow, that sounds really cool. You're going to be very busy over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> We've been busy. So this is now just the activations are dropping and, and yeah, people yeah. just need to register. Yeah, awesome. Okay, I've got the link for people if they want to have a look at what you're doing and if you are in Auckland over that time Mm. absolutely sign up and and go along and see what you're doing it sounds fabulous so there's been a lot of talk around Matariki being commercialized which is obviously not what we want to happen but how do you think tourism operators are able to get involved uh, I think I know it is always the fine line between that commercialization issue, mm. but I guess what we're also thinking about is how can we present something that has an economic benefit mm-hmm. and not just to tourism operators, but to the an area. Wider region, yeah. Let's think about when it's another long weekend and with long weekends, people will travel. Um, if you try to get accommodation in Matakana at the moment for those dates, you can't, which is yep. great for, for what goes around comes around with all our hospitality partners as well. But I guess I'm pushing for the diversity piece, saying that if you're going to look at an economic benefit, what are you doing to give back socially, culturally, environmentally? Are you working with communities? So all of these activations, although there is an economic, will cover our costs and things, we're actually finally partnering with community that don't see those opportunities long-term and mm-hmm. Even those of us who've been in the industry a while, I've been able to actually give our knowledge of saying to them, although we can fund these ones, what's our sustainability of this long term? Because they're great products. Yeah. Um, 
And some people don't like words like product, business, money, but how else do they get them out? And yet they are fantastic opportunities to tick the box, Mm. like the Healthy Families Active Whakapapa gets people active in their own parks. And it's breaking down barriers for communities to actually do these sorts of activations. The thing I missed out on the active whakapapa is you're wearing headsets. Okay, yeah. You can choose te reo or Māori. So uh, if you're a learner of the language, a lot of the kura kaupapas are saying, we never get things delivered in Māori. If you go to the local zoos and museums, mm-hmm, yep. you don't always have somebody, but the kids can actually listen to an activation in Māori or people right. that are learning. Yeah. Can actually, you know, flick between, if you're like, I don't know where I'm going. Yep. You can actually flick between the two. So that would be my response is that it's not commercialization. It's about spreading the love around and making sure that things that are amazing opportunities at a community social level mm. also impact the environment and people that will directly benefit because we're employing lots of people, mm. lots of businesses. That was the key thing for us is to say we can have lots of outcomes, social, economic, cultural, and environmental. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So I guess for those tourism businesses that aren't Maori owned and operated, the opportunity would be to try and use the skills and experience that you've got to connect with the wider community and potentially come up with something. Is that absolutely? Yeah. Because I I think for us, we've been reaching out to many of transport operators that have actually found it really hard to find bookings. And we were able to say to them that we've got to move a number of people. So It's almost like making yourself known to, because I think people automatically assume Māori operators are going to be able to to deliver these, but it's about Mm. that collaboration, the kōtahi to to work together. So we've just sort of said, we've got to deliver on this. The beauty about this is it's a period. So Mm. it's like if, if when I think about, there might be the Christmas or the, we're always doing campaigns. So Mm. this needs to be viewed as a campaign. Um, obviously others in the sector will have to think about what's the air connectivity, what is it like in terms of getting people around, because you know, there's lots of ways we can celebrate our cultural, given it's a cultural day, they don't have to be in traditional places, like yep. Sculpturium is completely yeah. contemporary, and yet totally. what we're saying to them is you do what you do well, we'll partner you with you, but we're using transport, um, local accommodation providers. Mm-hmm. So it's just about thinking broader and saying we can we can all do this together. Yeah, no, that sounds really cool. And I mean, it is exciting. There's, I guess, there's other opportunities because it is midwinter as yes, well. There's a lot of absolutely. opportunities around that warmth, that connection, fire. You know, yeah, and also yeah. reality. You, you know yourself. Some of the regions, like the natural ones with snow, are going to be busy. Yeah. So they may not need to, to hang their hat on Matariki, but other areas that are like, look, we don't get our fair share of that winter market. Mm. This is the time to really think about how they can draw people in because people love food, festivals, entertainment. You'll always draw a crowd with good food, good music and things Very and some true. sort of activity because people like, as we all find in tourism, we are the entertainers. Yep. We're the ones that have to put on the party and the show and people will come. We've got a big enough population to do it now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the opportunity for people to engage with Matariki and learn from it as well, because as I said earlier, it is the first time that we're officially celebrating this as a nation. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity there for people to actually learn a little bit more about it. And I've learned a lot, even just talking to you this morning. Where do you think people can go to find out and learn more about Matariki? Um, oh, there's, there's a lot of resources and I can yeah. always flick some through to you that you can put on your podcast link. So yeah. if you just type in Matariki, but many of um, these Matariki festival sites, mm-hmm. if you do your what's on in most regions, there's definitely, I've been looking myself, their normal event platforms that we have around New Zealand to, you just put in Matariki as a, a site. But we also, I always say to people, Keep it quite simple. It's the new year. So we have two. We're fortunate. Mm-hmm. We can never, New Zealanders can never have one of something. So we'll have, we have, <laughs> we can claim for two. Yeah. And so if you haven't completed any New Year's resolutions in January, <laughs> Start again. <laughs> you can actually say ditto or really review those. So I just, I'm just saying to people, think about well-being. What are you doing in winter? You want to keep warm, mulled wine for those who are that way inclined. So if you're a vineyard or you do wine to us, think of that. Think of how yeah. you can change it up to make it warm and cozy by the fire. There's also been the debate, are there seven stars or are there nine? The, we talk about the hosting people through and saying, just think of your own. It's our shortest period coming up, our shortest mm-hmm. days. What's happening in your longer, the, in your hemispheres? It's a mm-hmm. bit longer. The flip side. Yep about the connection with the others that look to the stars the navigation Mm. so I've been saying to people think of navigating and exploring following Mm. those stars so we're all in tourism doing that think of the well-being piece the whole order if you're involved in those sort of areas and also think about the designers creators because let's face it when you think about it you're knitting you're probably going to do that when you're sitting down cozy so, so did designers mm. thinking about what are the projects and what are the art forms that they would have been doing when mm. they were relaxing over winter. And then there's lots of stars. I don't know how much you know about the stars. Everything from Pahutakawa, a lot of people just think of it being the lovely Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. Yet its significance is to remember people who've passed on. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a time of year to say once a year, Let's remember those who've gone, mm-hmm. whereas Hiwi Terangi is the star around those aspirations, mm-hmm. resetting for the goal setting for the years. And it's good for those strategy meetings, maybe mm. for business events where they're thinking, oh, we've got to get everyone together. Well, why don't you make it around thinking about getting together during that time? So that opens yeah. up that nice business eventing space in the winter. Yeah, love that idea because I think, as you said, with your New Year's resolutions, I think a lot of us come out of Christmas and there's an immense amount of pressure on us to make New Year's resolutions and we're kind of still on holiday. So I really love the idea of sitting back and reflecting in the middle of the year, tying that in with Matariki to say, well, okay, where are we at? Where are we going? What's happened? What do we want to do now? And and it is, as you say, like that midwinter planning so really to just think really lateral and yeah. do what you do well and think of the and just reach out there's New Zealand Māori tourism mm-hmm. although some of us are, are actually members and operators it doesn't mean that people can't reach out and, and chat yeah. to people operators in the region 
we totally. often talk about it at tech and, and TIA and that, but we actually do need to collaborate. And this is a perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Look, Kaylee, I've really enjoyed our chat this morning. So thank you so much for joining me. And yeah, I've been practicing. So I'm just going to try this out on you and I hope it's okay. But Namihi o Matariki, Titauho Māori. I was going to say Namihi o Te Tauho Māori. Kapai. Cool. Thank you. And um, all the best. Have a great Matariki. Hope all of your activations go very well. I'm sure they will. And we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah. 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 Yeah.